0: Oh, is that oh, 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 no. oh, oh no. Well No I god. hope this isn't the whole episode. Oh my god. Disgusting. <laughs> something something blue
1: chew. Well somehow this is not gross compared to the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah, I
0: know. <laughs> It's photocopy. a photocopy. <laughs> High
1: res. Looks like you got that at the Kinkos, at least, or we FedEx.
0: We have. We do have sex. <laughs> oh God.
1: I, I I feel like
0: I, I can really relate to this guy. <laughs> This is me every time I'm hanging out with my friends. I do have
1: sex, I promise.
0: Welcome back to New Rockstars. Rick and Morty, season five, episode four. Seriously, just spent an entire episode explaining that there's no shame in the game, boys, as if the Rick and Morty fan base needed any encouragement. Uh, But (laughs) were we stuck in this gross episode because Rick lost his portal gun earlier this season? Well, we say this every week, but Tommy, I think it's really needed right now. What What the the f***? Ugh. This is Rick-Splained, our Rick and Morty after show where we go one week exploring the existential parallels between a teen romance and environmentalism just to see our thoughtfulness blow up in our faces with an episode about sperm monsters and incest babies. Oh my God. I'm Eric Voss. My Easter egg breakdown of all the details you uh, might have missed because you were so grossed out, that... Breakdown's coming tomorrow, but here I'm with a very, very responsible Chud father, oh, Tommy Bechtold. I would
1: never... Hello, Eric. You work so hard, and I don't envy the fact that you have to do an Easter egg breakdown video of this. Oh my god.
0: I will do every one. I if am committed. <laughs> I will see this through. <laughs>
1: Oh my god, you poor, poor, poor dear. The frame uh, well, by frame. Great to be here as always anyway. You know yep. me, I love Rick and Morty. If you don't love Rick and Morty and it's come, you don't get to love Rick and Morty and it's, uh, I, I don't know. Pick pick your favorite Rick and Morty episode and insert it here. You don't get to enjoy Mr. <laughs> Mr. Nimbus if you don't get to enjoy, if yeah. you can't enjoy uh, Morty's giant uh mutated monster sperm
0: <laughs> i want to talk later in this episode about like where fans draw the line and why they draw the line mm. there because i do think a line was crossed for sure yeah uh, i think we could all agree that this is not a rick and morty episode that we would recommend to people who have never seen an episode no. before you don't want to start with this one um yeah.
1: yeah i mean you know i think about like so my mom was an elementary school teacher and i don't know how interesting this is so editors cut this out if this isn't interesting but uh, my mom was an elementary school uh, teacher and the, and one of the custodians at her school was a Rick and Morty super fan. So uh-huh. he would always try and get my mom, a kindergarten teacher, to watch Rick and Morty. And I can't imagine if this had been the week that she had finally been like, you know what?
0: Oh, no. I'm going to no. check this
1: show out. Like on so many <laughs> levels because I've also, when she told me that, that, that like, you know, that this had been recommended, I'm like, oh, you might like it. It's it's really smart, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. This, I don't think this one was made for for moms or grandmoms,
0: <laughs> or dads
1: or granddads or anyone. I don't think this was made yeah, for any.
0: Maybe a very specific subset of uh, uh, Pornhub users. Yes. But um, I think every season, it seems, has a, a real gross out episode mm-hmm. like this. Like season three had that Fruitbee Land episode that I recently rewatched uh, because the writer of it uh, wrote that amazing recent episode of, uh, of Loki. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of gross, some of the subject matter. Season four yeah. had the slut, dragons. Oh, yeah. the slut dragons. Yeah. Pretty yeah. gross. Yeah. Um, but neither of those compare to this one. This no. was pretty messed up and I kept wishing Rick would have pulled out his portal gun to escape this gross reality but then I realized he has not used it once this season right and I think you know we can figure out why but first Tommy let's just like break down what happened this episode <laughs> (laughs) Okay,
1: and uh, like any good Blue Man group concert, I do recommend wearing some sort of poncho for this uh, description, (laughs) because you might get some things on you you don't want. Uh, Morty (laughs) mounts a horse semen extractor, which is a sentence I prayed I would never say, uh, in Beth's clinic. Rick tries to use the material to create a bioweapon to fight the chud horse people. <laughs> but chud. Morty's genetic, which was what? Uh, cannibalistic horses under something?
0: Well, in the movie it's cannibalistic humanoid yes. underground dwellers, yeah, but they just, just made it horse you. instead
1: of human, <laughs> which. <laughs> uh, but Morty's genetic material causes, it creates giant sperm monsters. Out of shame, Morty refuses to own up to that fact. Uh, yeah. The president that recruits them on a mission to lure the monsters to the Grand Canyon and nuke them. Perfect. I actually think one of the more genius plans a president of the United States has ever had. But the monsters fight back and kill their team of Marines. Morty befriends a young monster (laughs) and names him Sticky because of course, why would it not be the grossest thing? I mean, I guess Moist would be the only worse name. Yeah.
0: Oh, 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 God.
1: The Sperm Queen plans to use the machine and... And Morty, (laughs) because the machine doesn't work without Morty, to make an army. Meanwhile, the Uh president uses one of Summer's eggs, which is when the episode really lost me, on the Vegas Strip to lure the sperm. The Chud horse people kidnap Rick Morty, but Rick having mated with the princess allows him to form an alliance with the Chud horses to fight back against the sperm monsters. So, obviously, again, I'm saying a lot of things that only Rick and Morty would cause me to say out loud. Sticky then impregnates Summer's egg and the embryo is sent to space, where in the post credit scene, the
0: giant incest baby kills an astronaut. And oh, uh, oh. Uh. I'm sorry, Tommy. I'm sorry you had to read that because you just like putting it yeah. in simple description uh, terms just makes the episode oh my seems God. even more horrifying. I don't,
1: I just, I, I'm squirming. Not, squirming sounds like even gross to say Ugh.
0: yeah everything just sounds gross now in this context but I am determined I'm determined to find some not necessarily yes. deeper meaning because I think it was clear but just to help us all process mm-hmm. what just happened mm-hmm. so we can move on but before we talk more about this if you want to help us make more great content at New Stars, like we explained one of the best ways you can support us is to check out our merch at newrockstarsmerch.com we got some brand new Black Widow inspired designs in the shop including our latest obsession the red deep design, and some fun Russian nesting doll designs. Uh, and, of course, we have our Loki designs. Loki out of time. Uh, we have a new um, a gator Loki polo. Oh, I uh, need so, that. Yeah, there's some great stuff that you can go get at NewYorkStarsMerch.com, and it supports this channel. But what's our uh, first question here, Tommy, that we should really talk about? Where is Rick's portal gun, and why hasn't he used it this season? Yeah, we kind of wish he had it this episode, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, because I found it interesting, and so far this seems like the first season in which Rick has not used his portal gun once in the first four episodes. Like, mm-hmm. And 501 is when he lost it. He used a different kind of portal at first to open that Narnia Pocket reality, but then he lost the portal gun in there. And then 502, we interestingly explored the infinite Rick decoys within one reality, but not mm. across multiple realities. 503, Rick embraced apocalypses on different planets. Mm. Uh, and that one sighting of the portal gun was right when when Rick was facing the cyberpunk birds of the Narnia reality, Mm. and then all of his implants got sucked away, but along with them was his portal gun and he has Mm. not used it since. So he might've lost it. And Rick might be stuck in this gross reality. Ah. And that might explain some of the really weird stuff we've seen from his fixation on decoys, his heightened nihilism. And now in this episode, when that Chud princess uh, Ponyta reveals that he fathered her child, he admits, I have a substance abuse problem. Yeah, Which actually, that was one of the really funny lines this that, episode. Yes. And this isn't the first time the show has acknowledged a lack of a portal gun dilemma. Remember 301, that's when Rick was imprisoned by the Federation and Morty needed another portal gun, so he dug up Rick's corpse in the backyard, mm. and like, you know, uh, from when they had to bury their corpses there for after Rick Potion number nine. Mm. Um, so that has been the one he's been using um and that one's now gone as well um now just a quick acknowledgement at some point dan Harmon has said not every episode takes place in the same continuity that rick and morty is just kind of a chaotic show we might be seeing a different universe each time we see an episode but there has been enough uh animation evidence to show that there is some continuity on this series so like when you see um Anytime you see the graves in the backyard, you know this is in the post Rick Potion Number Nine universe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when uh, characters get called back, like Clone Beth or Person or Tammy or Evil Morty, that implies some continuity on the series, mm-hmm. um, and that like tells us that this wasn't just like a bottle episode that was unaffected by everything else that came before or after it. Uh, and I think right now we are seeing same continuity. Um, across these four episodes just yeah. by him not having the portal gun. Now, it, I, it, I we could be wrong, of course. Like, maybe next episode um, they could just show that this was never the case and Rick uses portal gun or, like, some alternate reality Rick could show up and then Rick could steal his portal gun. Uh, but I just think, whatever is the case, for these four episodes, it's just interesting how the writers have given themselves this challenge to stick Rick and Morty in situations that cannot be solved by Rick just portaling away from the universe and starting over. Right. And I kind of think a bit of continuity could be a good thing if it challenges the writers to give themselves rules that they got to play by. Now, in this case, it seems like the episode did not have much discipline to it at all. Mm -hmm. Um, But Tommy, I want to ask you, do you think Rick and Morty is a better show when there is some continuity that it holds itself to? Or is it just more fun when it's like interdimensional cable, and it's just truly randomized uh, and chaotic? Well, I think it's a kind of two
1: separate things to me, like a better show and more fun. I think I liken it to like The Simpsons. Mm. I watched the first episode of The Simpsons as a kid, and that is like, you know, like in, in real time. Wow. Like, you know, I was like six years old when the first episode aired or something like that. So Whoa. I remember my parents sitting us down and We and Simpsons being must see TV. But I think the reason over time, that I, you know, a lot of people my age kind of let The Simpsons go, and, like, they come back to it every now and then, but they're not, like, religious Simpsons watches, is that there is, like, little bits of continuity, and there are little things that become canon in the world, but it kind of resets every decade to be that decade. Like, no one ages, and not that people are aging on Rick and Morty, but I think when you have no linear story continuity i mean some characters in the simpsons die and stay dead and you know some characters Mm -hmm. you know come out of the closet and stay you know part of the lgbt community plus sort of you know i just think it's hard to latch on to a show with any sort of permanent like to really give a shit about it unless there's genuine continuity in it because otherwise it's just kind of uh not it's just anarchy you know it's like it doesn't really yeah. matter not this nothing matters and, and i know this is a cartoon but it's a fun cartoon that's really smart and really deep and emotionally rich so it's like yeah i, I want continuity in it because i want to care about the characters and not just be like oh well whatever if you know if beth gets sawed in half by a, a monster sperm it doesn't matter because she'll be back next week you know fit as a fiddle yeah. so
0: I guess for me, my
1: cranky old man, sorry, rant, is that I I want continuity.
0: Yeah, you know, I think um, shows do still have to strike that balance of evolving with their audience's tastes a little bit. Uh, And, like, I think this episode seems like the writer's saying, well, we still want to be able to do this kind of humor. And Mm -hmm. I would say they do, and they still have. Every episode, this season at least, has had some jokes in it where I was like, whoa, okay, right, this is a I guess this, the sensor rules are different when it's not right. like network primetime Sunday mm-hmm. night. Uh, they can do when it's like 11 p.m. Eastern time, you can kind of go, go a little extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, but like uh, one thing that Rick and Morty tends to do really well is either like uh, smart concepts in a really dumb way or dumb concepts in a really smart way. Mm-hmm. Like you can do really gross things, but it has to like... It can't just go down that uh, down that rabbit hole of just getting grosser and grosser. Mm. It has to kind of like critique them, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I can't wait in this episode for that critique to happen. Yeah. Uh, or or for like it should, they were clearly aware of how gross this was. Yeah. But for like sure. the story never course corrected for that. Mm-hmm. It just stayed mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. And I think that's that's where a lot of people are left. They're like, oh, all right, well, there's always next week.
1: <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. I mean, there was still lots of really funny, funny parts of yeah. this episode. It's just, you're right. They never, usually there becomes a level of self-awareness of like, wow, even for this show, this has become disgusting beyond <laughs> like what we're used to. And it just never happened. They were like, nope, we're going to, we're going to inseminate this, <laughs> this egg that these are brother and sister now- mutated <laughs>
0: Sex I have to ask, Jones. this yeah. is not the first time on Rick and Morty that they've kind of joked about incest as being a kink. And yeah. we do not kink shame here, right? No, like, whatever never. you're into, no judgment there. Yeah. But, uh, you know. Within the laws of the legal system. within like, Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, like, moral and ethical things, right? Yeah. Um The show seems to be... I don't think they have, like, these weird fetishes that they're trying to indoctrinate us with. But I think they are trying to, like, outsmart the viewing audience. Yeah. Because... I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this. I'm not saying that I'm into this, but there are statistics to show. When you go on like Pornhub and stuff like that, yeah. incest is a weirdly, not popular category, but like more popular than you think. Like yeah. People are into it, and I think that makes the writers laugh. I think they find that really funny. Yeah. And, and when yeah. you look at shows like Game of Thrones, how it normalized incest well, yeah. in a really gross way. You know, like yeah. uh, not just Jamie and and Cersei, but by the end, John and Danny, right. like the fact that people were shipping them, and the show yeah. did not seem to be saying anything was wrong with their romance. Like they're very closely related to each yeah, other, nephew, nephew and, and, aunt. and aunt. Yeah. So I think that's like this is the writers of the show being like some of you are into this so right. let's make fun of that right, but i right, think right. for everyone reacting no one's going to admit to being into that right. everyone is either going to be legitimately grossed out or pretend to be grossed out so i don't know Anybody's gonna be like yes finally my finally so, an episode for me so i don't know that's my yeah. defense of like i'm just trying to imagine what's going on in the writer's room when episodes like this happen like someone is like laughing about this uh and and they must see some kind of humor there and i i think like once you do get too far down the like the hat on the hat like just joking things and you've joked about every possible thing that your all your dry race boards are full mm-hmm. kind of sometimes a gross idea like that wins out and just cracks mm-hmm. up the room in yeah. a way that like it might not crack up everyone else well
1: eric you know from from sketch comedy and that we you know we've both done sketch comedy before it's like There are plenty of premises that you come up with with your friends and your sketch teammates that you are dying in the writers meeting and like this Uh is going to kill. This is so funny. And then you write it and you do it and the audience does not latch on to it at all. It's too gross or too esoteric Mm -hmm. or too whatever. It's like. You, you can, when you're in something as insulated as I assume, you know, a writer's room on a show like Rick and Morty is, it's like yeah, they probably laughed about it for like five days together and we're like this is going to be so great everybody's going to love this. And you know what? We're just two people made, and you know, there has been a pretty strong reaction to it online, but like there might be a lot of people that like love this episode.
0: I think you know? so. I, th- yeah. I yeah, I just think reactions are are more mixed than usual, and sure. I think they probably knew that this is going to be a divisive episode too. It's kind of like you know, because Tommy and I performed at sure. um, I O Improv Olympics Los Angeles Theater together, um, and that has like a certain, or at least for a period, had a certain prestige. Like you didn't feel like you could just like put up any kind of experimental nonsense that you wanted on that stage because like you had to audition for your spot. You had to earn it and you had right. to beat out other people to get a spot. Yeah. Mm, phrasing. But the, uh, there are other stages in LA that are more experimental mm-hmm. yeah. and like over a certain time, uh, at least sketch night at IO did start to get more experimental where it's like no one really important is going to be in the audience here other than the other team who performed that night so like I'm just going to put it up whatever and then you'd get in these debates with your teammates where someone on the team was like we can't do that sketch it's disgusting or it's offensive and then you'd be like it's not offensive whatever and they're like and if the audience doesn't laugh on it I don't care because I'm an artist and you start and I wonder if like there's a bit of that I I think the Rick and Morty writers are all professionals they're getting paid you know i think they hold themselves to a very high standard but like when you have like 70 episodes approved after season three or whatever it was you know i wonder if they're like well we gotta we gotta do an episode about something so this works uh but but then again it's also really early. Yeah.
1: Or or they just wanted to do a dumb cum joke,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to criticize that much. I I have to say like it's it's uh it's there's no way of knowing really. I I just no, think Oh, and it's just it
1: just was such a weird episode after the first 3 that we've gotten. It was such a it was such a I mean, they this show has a tendency to do that to subvert expectations, but man, it was just like well, I was like I wonder what crazy You know, thing I would have never thought of, uh, we're going to see this week. And boy, is that a be careful what you wish for uh, (laughs) statement. Wished like, boy, did my monkey paw close one finger after that. I want something I've never thought of on Rick and
0: Morty. Uh. (laughs) Uh, Agreed, yeah. Uh, All right, so let's thank some people who helped us make this episode. There are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss, and our friends at Keeps offer both. More than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness, and if you're one of those, Keeps can help. Thank you to Keeps for sponsoring this episode. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't even have to leave your home. The treatments start at just $10, Per month, and Keeps offers generic versions of those FDA approved medications which ship in discreet packaging. Keeps has a proven track record of performance, and they have more five star reviews than any of its competitors. Prevention is key with hair loss. Treatments can take four to six months to see results, so you should act fast and get on this now. And if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash ricksplain to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash ricksplain to get your first month for free. keeps.com slash ricksplain. Oh, and fitting for this episode, uh, thanks to Blue Chew for sponsoring this episode. Our friends at Blue Chew have a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cast. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no doctor's office or pharmacy trips. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. You sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. Their licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength. And if you hate swallowing pills, good news, Blue Chew is chewable, just like it says in the name. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our audience. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code explained at checkout just pay the five dollars in shipping that's bluechew.com promo code ricksplained to receive your first month for free visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information we thank bluechew for sponsoring the show and the show is also sponsored by better help is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals well, we've all been there at some point better help will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist start communicating in under 48 hours it's not a crisis line or self-help It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available for clients worldwide. Log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room or look for parking because BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com ricksplain. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional in fact so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states so special offer Rick's explained audience you get 10 off your first month at betterhelp.com slash all right back to this episode so tommy i wanted to ask you do you think um in in fans eyes watching this who might have been uncomfortable with the subject matter do you think a contextual switch um like a switcheroo some kind of twist might have saved the episode in some of their eyes, like how we saw in the Bat of Acid episode or the Story Train episode. At some point, Rick reveals that all this stuff was like an extreme lesson that he's teaching Morty. Or do you think just the moment giant sperm started attacking the world, some people were just done?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know, because I think that to abandon that would have kind of just... Even been even more. What was the point of all that? You know what I mean. Like I, I hate to say, like they had to see it through to completion. But uh, it was like I don't know that there. Like what would the lesson have been? The only thing I can think of is that like the, there could have been a reveal that every single you know prominent male character on the show had been using that horse machine. Mm-hmm. So there was like there was no clear who the yeah. father was and like it would end up in like a Mori Povich where it's like, yeah. it's like Jerry, Rick and Morty are all potentially, you know, the father. But I, yeah, I don't, I don't know that, that like, that, 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 that could have worked for this. I don't, I, I, I don't see it. I, I wish I was creative enough, but if I was, I'd probably, you know, have a writing job. So <laughs> I, my answer is I'm not smart enough to answer that question. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I think like kind of once, there's some subjects, once you start there, you gotta stay in it, you know? And it's kind of hard, no matter what, everything you do in it is gonna feel tainted by it, no matter how smart you try to make it. So maybe that's why they just felt like, then let's just do the version of this we want, you know? am not that you can't put the jizz back you know what i mean like it's out there. the sperm
1: the sperm is out and it's like you know you can't be like yeah this was all an elaborate ruse to teach you to not mess with my whatever my horse yeah
0: but i think that's the challenge they're like can we do a version of a stupid you know ejaculation joke and and try to get as good of an episode as we're normally able to get and i respect I respect that challenge at least you know
1: absolutely i mean i guess they could have maybe turned it more into a commentary of the slightly the age-old like culturally male thing of volunteering because there's something sexual that you want like whether it's mm-hmm. like the hot girl who also volunteers or like you know like, volunteering to appear to be a better person but in the mm-hmm. end you're just using the horse sex machine <laughs> So yeah. I, don't, I guess yeah. there could have been more commentary on that, but that might be a little too sad. So.
0: Yeah, I think they did try to provide that commentary in the B-plot with Summer and Beth. Like, just they weren't being listened to. Uh, the scientists, like, he Summer uh, and took her idea. I just wish that it didn't have to be Summer's egg, you know? Like, that just, that was a step too far, I think, for me. Like, I honestly was okay with a cum joke in the episode. Uh, it was, once it reached there, I'm like, well, then I cannot defend this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, speaking of, you know, these um uh, uh these this genetic material, this giant incest baby. Uh do we think this villain could return or are we done with it? Like could this could you imagine the vindicators and planetina taking this thing down? And if not, I just want to know how could this thing breathe in space? <laughs> I thought the same thing. I'm like, what is <laughs> i'm
1: sure there'll be an explanation but oh my god i i don't want it to return i i'm sorry i don't I yeah, just. Me neither. I, there's a lot of really i i i don't mean to be too woke or sensitive but there's a lot of real genuine victims of incest that like this is just like i mean a horrific giant comedic you know kind of f- you too and i don't think that they did that on purpose obviously when you're making comedy the chance you have a chance to offend everyone as we know so okay you got it in the post credit scene can this just never come back in my might- i yeah. wish as a fan just speaking purely genuinely as a fan i would like it to never come back
0: <laughs> yeah i'd sooner see the the giant uh you know homeless corpse of uh from the anatomy park episode floating around in space i do like this idea of just like it's space's problem now and just blasting stuff off to space and then that stuff just being in the background of stuff orbiting around crashing into planets and stuff i think it's, it's funny as a world building concept for sure um but we're on the same page uh but next question what'd you make of this episode's references to the marvel films like morty and beth are seeing what beth called a shitty marvel movie and then rick brings up iron man robert downey jr's past <laughs>
1: in the 90s that guy was sleeping in
0: bushes (laughs) (laughs) i did like that a lot yeah i uh
1: i thought uh you know i think it's just they're all they're they're they're, the writers screwing with each other a lot of the old writers have gone on to work for marvel properties current writers on the show jeff loveness is writing ant-man 3 so it's like Mm -hmm. you know I think it's maybe just uh, like, just like a fun nod to each other. And, and, and I, it's a great mom joke to be like, I don't get this world.
0: Right. Yeah. I think I love it as a line coming from Beth. Like Morty is still into seeing it. Like he's still dying to see it. Like that just says something like Morty is a pretty sophisticated, you know, thinker, like, but they still give these things to make him a kid. And the fact that he still just really wants to watch it. And Beth's just being like, no, I. it's not for me. I don't understand why you're so crazy about it. Right, um, right. But I I do love any time uh, Rick and Morty references the MCU or the Marvel world because it is, like, one piece of pop culture that is more popular than Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty is insanely popular, but, like, they'll never be as popular as the MCU. And the fact that all their writers keep going to write MCU projects, I think it's got to just be like... All right, but we're you're just writing. You're getting your gig to write a Marvel thing. Is that as challenging as writing one of our our sophisticated, right. uh, yeah, our playing sophisticated with our
1: rules of time and yeah. physics?
0: But and, I, then <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <right. laughs> and then having a jizz episode.
1: Yeah, and then having it culminate in semen. Yeah. But uh, I think also, yeah, I think you know Marvel is smart to hire these writers because yeah. like you know, they, they, the the thing about Rick and Morty that, you know, we maybe didn't get in this episode is, like, it can be disgusting and it can also break your heart in the same episode. So it's right. like, to have yeah. that... And it can be smart and fun. It can be all of these things. Get you a cartoon show that can do both. They're all six. They're all, all yep. those things. And I think, you know, that that's what makes those writers such desirable hires once they're not working for the show anymore. Is like, to have yeah. that skill set is really powerful. So...
0: Right, they're, they're 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 very uh they got a lot of skills. They have a lot of discipline. And uh just talking with people like uh, like you are friends with a lot of these writers. We've met people like um like Ryan Ridley um and just to talk shop with them for a bit. They all kind of understand like, well, I've given notes on scripts and screenplays before and like a lot of the scripts out there don't have they'll call it like a curve or a bend to it. Like it needs to at some point The character needs to achieve their goals and then those goals need to be proven flawed in a way so then the character truly grows and changes. And like 90% of the movies we watch do not have true character growth uh, or they truly do not go on a journey. They just travel places and they do things and they blow stuff up, but they do not, we don't learn anything about them or about human nature. And, you know, not every Rick and Morty episode hits this, but the majority of them do Like, surprisingly, a show that seems to resist change, within the course of an episode, you do see character change. Um, And sometimes characters are punished for changing. But that's why I love continuity. Uh, Just a bit of continuity on Rick and Morty is, this season, you have seen Morty and Rick not not have the same relationship that they've had in previous seasons. And I think there has been some character growth by Morty. He's still a kid. He's still gross. But... He does still have... Uh, he has some somewhat more adult uh, thoughts and feelings as this is a long coming-of-age story for Morty. Not this episode, though. <laughs> well, I guess you could say shame is a universal emotion. I was going to say, th- this one yeah. was
1: definitely a coming-of-age yeah. oh. story, but not and a well, coming-of-age story. We will
0: leave it there. That is <laughs> Mom, go watch this one. <laughs> We'll leave it there for this episode of Rick's Explained. My Easter egg breakdown of all the little gross details you missed in this episode will come out tomorrow. Tommy and I will be back next week to react to episode five. Be sure to follow Tommy at Tommy Beck Follow me at EA Voss. Follow New rockstar, Subscribe to Rick's Explained wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for watching. We'll close with our favorite moment of the episode. Rico is the
1: father of my child.
0: I have an heir. I have a substance abuse problem.